0: Good day to you and welcome to this week's edition of The Thoughts I Have Toward You. On this program, we deep dive into the things of the Lord chapter by chapter and verse by verse. We're so thankful that you joined us for our continued study this week. Let's not waste any time and let's get after it. Open your Bibles if you have them and join us on today's edition of The Thoughts I Have Toward You. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for today, for this evening, for the day that was your day, the Lord's day, as it were, Father, the Lord, the day that you rose from the dead and conquered death in the grave one time for all time, for all who would believe. I pray today for my Jewish friends, I pray for them every day i pray for the peace of israel lord and i pray for uh, a coming of the hebrew believer lord that that they would be able to put it all together all together and that that you would just show them and answer their questions and deal with the fact that there are specific verses in your word that are closed verses for them lord and i also pray for families that are struggling, Lord. I pray for families that are struggling in these, uh, these, this age, this, this last age, Lord, as we struggle for, uh, food and shelter and the basic needs. Lord, some people are very much struggling, Lord, and I ask that you would be with them and that you would provide for them. Uh, and most importantly, that you would show them, uh, that you are the provider, that it's not their guile or their, uh, cleverness. Lord, it's it's you uh, that left a bag of groceries on the doorstep from nobody in particular. Lord, I pray for my church family. Uh, I pray for all of them, uh, for Will, and for, for 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 Will, and for all of the people, uh, my school of ministry folks. I pray for all of you. I pray for all of you every day. And Lord, I mostly pray for the people within the sound of my voice, the people who have taken the time, Lord, to sit down and listen to a podcast. Lord, I I give you thanks for this medium, Lord. May your words go forth today. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Okay, gang, let's go ahead and get started. We are... um Picking up right where we left off, we're going to pick up in uh, verse 12 of Revelation chapter 1, New King James Version, in a message that I've entitled, Grafted Believers and the Glorified Christ, Part 1. So we're going to read, uh, so if you'll open your Bibles, if you're able, uh, to uh, the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 12, and let's pick up right there. And it says, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven gold lampstands. In the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, closed with a garment down to his feet, and girded about his chest with a gold band. There's a lot there, uh, in just uh, two verses. Uh, there's a lot there, and uh, we're going to stop there, and uh, we're going to take it a bit at a time. We're going to uh, 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 go back a little, and we're going to go back a little, and go through what we what we talked about last week, uh, which is that um, John was in prayer. Uh, he was in prayer on the Isle of Patmos and he's praying on the Lord's day. Okay. That's what it says in, uh, in that verse, he was praying on the Lord's day. He was when the spirit on the Lord's day, uh, as opposed to the day of the Lord. Now the four translations I referenced, um, This is consistent wording, the Lord's day, Uh, the Lord's day being Sunday, uh, as opposed to the day of the Lord, referencing to the Lord's day of judgment, okay? Now, there's a lot that's going to happen moving forward, so just hang on to that, but know that it was a Sunday. And as we wrapped last week, Jesus spoke to John. And gave him his marching orders. Let's pick up uh, back a couple of verses for context in chapter 1, verse 10. It says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in this book, and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. That's Revelation 1, 10, and 11. Okay, so then John turns, and this is where we pick up this week. John turns, and he sees the risen and glorified Jesus. It says, and this is just, this is a this is a mind bender. It says, then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven gold lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed in a garment, down to his feet, and girded about his chest with a gold band. So we're going to, I'm going to share something with you, and I teased this a couple of weeks ago. Um, seven golden lampstands. What do you think of for years, and I'm going to be real honest, for years upon years, every time I read this section of scripture, every time I read it up until 2019, I saw candlesticks. You know, the big brass candlesticks with a giant candle in them, and then there's another big brass candlestick with another giant candle in it. As a former acolyte in the Lutheran Church, it was my responsibility to light those uh, candlesticks, uh, dependent upon where we were on the, uh, calendar. Okay. Uh, so that's what I saw. Okay. Uh, and it's what you'd see in a lot of Protestant churches. There's candlesticks. Okay. Then I would see Jesus walking among these candlesticks, right? And it's always this, this visual of, you know, it's nice and it's a beautiful picture and it's even peaceful a little bit. Then, uh, in February of 2019, I found myself seated with Messianic Jews in Israel while this verse was taught. I was jet-lagged and exhausted and fighting to stay awake in church. I, I hadn't fallen asleep in church uh, since I'd been saved in 2004, and I wasn't going to break that record. I, 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 I was exhausted. And I'm fighting to stay awake, and the pastor reads Revelation 1, 12, and 13 what we just read and as he as as he reads it he puts up a picture on the on the monitor of a menorah the menorah that marks the beginning in the jewish quarter in the old city there's as you enter the jewish quarter there's a giant menorah in there okay in the street built in the street giant menorah in the jewish quarter and then he puts up a picture of the menorah as it would have appeared in the temple Okay, As it would have looked then. They are not seven independent lampstands. They are seven lampstands attached to a unifying tree, Jesus. A tree that we Gentiles, non-Jews, I'm a Gentile, anybody who's not Jewish is a Gentile, um, have been grafted into. I was absolutely blown away a standard menorah, a menorah has seven candlesticks attached to it. And, and there are seven places to put your candles, right? It's a seven candle menorah. I have two of them. I have one from Israel that I got in Israel. And then I have one that I bought, uh, that is, is a little bit different. It's a little bit larger. Um, but, and, and the one I bought is interesting because it, is It has the Star of David and then the fish of Jesus, the fishers of men, the fish, what was drawn in the, in the dirt to let people know in the first century that you were Christian. And it's all attached. And that's kind of what I'm getting at, okay? I was blown away as I'm watching this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away. And I said, under my breath, I said, it's a menorah. It's a menorah. And I looked at one of the hosts that was sitting next to me, and I whispered it again, adding, everything is connected. He smiled, patted me on my shoulder. Thanks, Lair. It is connected, friend. Jesus came for the Jew first and then the Greek, okay, or the Gentile, all right? Turn to two spots for me in Romans Book of Romans, uh, if you come to the left from Revelation, it's right after the book of Acts. Okay, Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Okay, Acts, Romans. And you're going to go to Romans chapter 1. And we're going to pick up in verse number 16. This is Paul writing to the Christians in Rome. And he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first, and also for the Greek. A careful reading of Scripture tells you that, or maybe even a not-so-careful reading of Scripture, but I think it's something that we miss. Jesus was a Jew. They called him Rabbi. Okay, He was a Jew. He was brought up as a Jew. He was... he 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 knew the Torah, the Old Testament, as we call it, okay, and was taught the Torah. And as a matter of fact, in Luke, uh, I was just talking to my mother about this last night. In Luke, when he was 12 years old, Jesus uh, got separated from his family after the Passover in Jerusalem, and they were like halfway home before they realized he was gone. And they went back and were frantic and were looking for him. And Jesus, at 12, was in the temple teaching the scribes and the Pharisees. And the religious leaders. So Jesus was a Jew, okay? And his followers, to a man, all 12 disciples were Jewish, okay? This is something that is missed, and it's something that uh, was pointed out to me uh, when I was in Israel, okay? You know, all the names have been changed, okay? Okay? Joseph is Yosef, okay? Mary is Miriam, okay, in Hebrew. And Jesus is Yeshua, Yeshua. And this was a very Jewish thing that happened, okay? Uh, They were Jewish, all of them. And I think we miss that a lot. And so... When they say for the Jew first and then the Greek, Jesus came for the Jew first and then the Greek, okay? And then if we go over into, into Romans a little deeper, we're going to go to Romans 11 uh, and pick up in verse 17, okay? And this is really, really cool because it it ties everything together, Um Paul again says, and if some of the branches were broken off, okay, we're talking about the tree of life, we're talking about Jesus here, and and we're talking about the beginnings of our faith. Uh, and if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted among them, with them, because a become a partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. So I stumbled a little bit. Let's read it again. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root of the fatness of the olive tree. What Paul is saying is that the Gentiles were grafted into uh, the faith okay, we were grafted into the faith. The very first Gentile to be conferred converted was Cornelius. He was a uh, uh, he was a Roman centurion uh, and you can find that account in Acts chapter 10. Um, and Peter converted him and I would suggest reading that entire chapter. it is unbelievably powerful uh, because it talks about, you know, it's just the way the Lord laid it out for Peter explaining to him what he wanted him to do and how he wanted him to do it. but we're grafted in. That's what the menorah represents here. Each candlestick represents one of the churches in Asia, okay? One of the actual churches in Asia and and while it represents, well it's representative rather of the actual first century churches, the candlesticks also represent each type of church in our world today. God is so good. God's word is so good, gang. It's it is absolutely put together so that we can understand exactly what we're looking at here. We're looking at a at a at a at a faith that is grafted together based on Jesus and him crucified and now glorified for the Jew first and then the Greek or the Gentile. So let's pick up now back in verse 13 because there's something else I want to show you. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man clothed with a garment down to his feet and girded about his chest with a gold band. That's Revelation 1 verse 13. So now, just in case, okay, just in case, uh, you know, when one girded themselves, when you read that in scripture, he's girding himself and, you know, what what does that mean? Well, the garments that they wore were like gowns. They, you know, maybe they had sleeves, maybe they didn't, but most of the time they were down below their knees and some of them came down uh, even ankle length, okay? And in this case, down to his feet, right? And so if there was work to do, or a battle to fight, or you had to run to get somewhere, uh, a garment was girded. It was picked up and tied off at the waist uh, to allow freedom of movement, or at least above the knee so that you could move your legs, okay? Jesus was girded with a towel. Turn over to John 13, 4, and I also encourage you to read this account, because this is amazing stuff. It's when Jesus washes the disciples' feet right before the crucifixion. It's powerful stuff. And uh, um, he girded himself to wash the disciples' feet. He girded himself with a towel and washed the disciples' feet. This is servant Jesus. This is, he's ministering to his followers, the disciples, even Judas. He's even ministering to Judas at this point. He's ministering to his followers. But notice, as we close, the difference here. He's girded this time too. But with a gold band. He came girded. He didn't have to get girded. He came, he was ready to battle, and to judge. Gang, I I broke this up, and I originally wasn't going to do it, uh, but in interest of time and continuity, um, I broke this up, and we will tackle um, we will tackle probably the rest of this chapter next week. Okay, uh, in the meantime. I want to kind of go back and take a look at a couple of things here. I want to say some things to you, and that is this. First of all, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I don't know why I'm saying that right now. It's a word for somebody, but don't be afraid. All of the things that are happening in this world. All of the things that are going on. All of the stuff that that everybody wants you to pay attention to. And all of the evil that men do unto themselves and to others. Don't be afraid. Jesus is coming back. And he's going to set it right. And friend... If you're a believer, take solace in the fact that you are grafted into uh, an amazing history of faith, to which you add your own story and your own walk. And for those who this podcast was given to, or you stumbled on it, or whatever the whatever the case may be, and and maybe you're lacking. Maybe you're lacking something in your life. Maybe you've had a ton of heartbreak. Maybe there's not a dad in the home or you come from a broken home. or you just things just haven't worked out the way they want to they should or they they should have or the way you planned on it to be. Maybe you're in a jail cell tonight. That's entirely possible. Maybe you're in a jail cell tonight or you're out on the street. or you're out on the street, sitting in a shelter. Listening to this, I don't know. Any number of things could be possible, but I want to talk to you real quick. Friend, I read today, I read this week, that there was no kinder thing that could ever be done than to lead someone to Jesus. And then I was speaking to my mother last night and made mention of the fact that I'm called to do this, and I am. I know that. And it's with that in mind, friend, that I say to you, if you're broken, if you'd say to me, Larry, you don't know what I've done, I don't need to know what you've done. God knows. And if you want to be grafted into a history of faith and have a relationship with a living, breathing, real Jesus who is coming back to set things right. If you want that, all you have to do is submit yourself and repent. Repent. It's a fancy Bible word for turn away. Turn away from your sins. Turn away from the things that that you have done that that you know in your heart are not pleasing to the Lord. And you can repent by saying, just talking to him and just saying, Lord, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm in need of a Savior. I'm broken right now. I'm lost. I'm scared. I don't have anybody. But I want you. Lord, I want to repent from all of my sins. All of the things that I've done that have made you unhappy, Lord. I'm sorry. And I believe, Lord, that, that... that you came and you walked among us and you taught us, you loved us and you were crucified, died and you were buried and on the third day, God raised you again from the dead for my sins, for me, for me. And I want to be part of of your family, I want you to be my Lord, my God, my Savior, and my friend, and I want to walk with you all the rest of the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God, and you know, uh, God's word says that if you if you speak if you speak with your mouth the name Lord Jesus. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's all the time we have today. But if you made a decision for Christ, I sure want to know about it. I sure want to know about it. You can uh, drop me a comment on social media, on Facebook at the Thoughts I Have Toward You, or on Instagram at the same, the Thoughts I Have Toward You. Or you can send me an email at the Thoughts I Have Toward You. At the I have towards you.com. That's my email address uh, where I respond to correspondence and such. And I can probably point you in the direction of some resources uh, that would help you along the way. And it would sure be my honor to do so. That's all the time we have this week, friends. Thank you for listening. Make it count and be blessed. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's edition of The Thoughts I Have Toward You. To those of you who've been with me for a while, I thank you for your continued support and prayers. I couldn't do it without you. If you're new here, thanks for coming by and checking us out. I pray that this message was a blessing to you. As always, if you were touched by what you heard today, pray for this ministry. And when you're done, pray some more. I covet your prayers the mission of this ministry is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to a broken world. Because there's no one I wouldn't want to see in heaven. If you agree with that simple mission statement and want to support this ministry, go to Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, make it count, gang, and be blessed.